Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Just over five minutes to go in Montreal. Friday night football. Alouettes hosting the Argos and are up uh, the Alzar. 13-10. David Cote, a 27-yard field goal to uh, put the Owls in the lead, although the Argos are threatening and they have just scored a touchdown and they're now in the lead 16 13 with the uh convert pending just trying to see who uh, scored here i believe it's david ungerer that scored he was a uh, a pain in the backside of the edmonton elks when they were here back on june 25th well there's uh lots of football that has been going on all week the football canada cup uh, 2023 first time it's been a, a a bid process and Edmonton is the first city first host uh, to win a bid and team Alberta is in the bronze medal game and the coach is a familiar name and his name is Darcy Park and he joins us now Darcy how you doing thanks for coming on the show oh, thanks for having me Dave how are you I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And uh, I'm pulling you away. Uh, you're, the banquet's going on right now at Fort Edmonton. Is that correct? Yeah, we uh, just wrapped up. It was a, a great event with uh, the Honorable Lois Hole there and, and Chris Jones from the Elks. And uh, it's always kind of exciting. We've been, uh, you know, kind of grinding for, for the last couple of weeks and to kind of see all the players in a different light and, and get together and break bread and uh, just, again, celebrate the great game we played. Uh, did Chris Jones give a speech? He did. Again, uh, we all know uh, what's going on, but uh, again, I think yeah. it says a lot about uh, you know the character, and I think that's something that uh, he talked about again, just uh, how d- doing something right sometimes uh, doesn't come as fast as we all like. And, and again, we just appreciate the support uh, that he's given, uh, not only football, Alberta, but uh, you know, the, the tournament as it's been in Edmonton. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, he supports uh, amateur football. He supports the, you know, both the Huskies, Wildcats. He supports the U of A. He is a champion for, uh, for football in this city, and uh, not just the Edmonton Elks, which is his chief focus, but uh, every other uh, level of football in this city. And uh, it's been, uh, you know, from everything that I have heard, it's been a fun week. Uh, this is, as I said, first time that this has been a bid uh, process. And Edmonton's the first one in the new format to, to host this. And uh, uh, for you, I mean, you're in the bronze medal game tomorrow against Ontario. Uh, you lost in the in the semi to uh, Quebec. Uh, but how has the week been uh, if, if for this tournament? And uh, like, what have you seen here? You know what? It, it's been excellent. We we brought our kids in uh, on the on July 3rd to kind of begin camp, uh, and uh, our players have been awesome. They've been. You know, super committed to the process, and and again, trying to pack a lot of stuff in in a short time to to be able to play these games. We had a really, you know, a really great game against uh, Nova Scotia, who was really tough. Uh, and then, you know, we we knew that with we we're going to have to, you know, play a really good game and be disciplined and and uh, you know, eliminate mistakes. And and again, we we were you know we were doing that for a half, and again, we just 
you know, made some some mistakes, and and Quebec's uh, too good of a football team to do that and give them opportunities, and and they, you know, they took advantage of it, and and you know that that final uh, between Quebec and Saskatchewan is, you know, going to be uh, fantastic. Like two really good teams, and, and you know, we have to be able to bounce back because we've got a really good uh, Ontario team that's going to be big, physical, and full of athletes. So, you know, once we got over the sting of the loss uh, on Wednesday night, it was just about getting the kids' uh, mindset right and 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 allowing them just to see the great opportunity that that's uh, ahead of them in the bronze medal game. Now, uh, today, a bit of a tough day, obviously, with the smoke. Uh, everyone had to move indoors today. So uh, just tell me just about that, you know, the adjustment. That's not always easy for, for a team to do that, especially when you're dealing with the kids. But uh, but uh, you got to do what you got to do, and you got to keep everyone safe. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll tip my hat to Football Canada and the organizing committee. Uh, we, were, we were actually right on the practice field uh, yesterday, uh, just starting a stretch down when uh, you know the index got got raised and you know they came out they came and, and uh, told us we you know needed to get off the field. Um, in the end, it was probably a little bit of a, a bonus because you know we took our team bowling uh, just to, to break up the monotony of film and practice and meetings. Uh, and they got to kind of just again have some fun. These are young men who are put in a pretty, you know, uh, competitive environment. So I think, it, you know, if you're looking at it as a positive, it was, uh, you know, kind of a good break for them yesterday. And then obviously today we were hoping to be able to, to get a good prep day in. But again, you know, the weather being what it was with the air quality, uh, the organizing committee, you know, worked really hard to get indoor facilities around Edmonton. I think we're very fortunate that, uh, you know, this event is happening here, you know, with with the weather like that, and in, in, in some areas where they don't have uh, the amount of indoor facilities, it would have been tough to get everyone on the field. But you know, every every team got on the field and got to do at least a little bit of a walkthrough. And now, you know, we're just crossing our fingers that uh, you know the smoke goes away. But we can't control that. We're prepared to play, you know, in a bronze medal game tomorrow at Commonwealth Stadium, and and we're going to be excited for that. Uh, is there a contingency that? Because right now it's 10 plus and it looks like an eight uh, is the forecast for tomorrow. And again, we're, we're dealing with air quality and weather conditions that can change not just hour by hour, but really minute by minute here. Um, is there any contingencies that if you can't play, can you move to Sunday? I know the Elks are scheduled to practice, but obviously they might be pushed indoors. But uh, it seems like there's just a lot of balls in the air when you're dealing with air quality. Yeah, I'm fortunate. The only thing I have to worry about is Team Alberta, um, and I'm going to do what I'm told. I, I have the utmost confidence in not only uh, Football Canada, who has, has to make this decision, but also, uh, you know, Football Alberta that's going to uh, turn over every rock to try and get these games in. Obviously, with flight booked and travel back, uh, the logistics of pushing it back a day would be, uh, you know, huge. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, take my marching orders from Football Canada when they come and, uh, you know, do the best for, for our players and our staff. Well, let's hope the, the, the weather behaves and the air quality uh, gets gets better so those games can be played tomorrow. Uh, speak to me, and we're joined by Darcy Park. He's the head coach of Team Alberta at the uh, 2023 Canada Cup, and they, uh, Alberta will go for the bronze tomorrow against Ontario. The gold medal will be uh, Quebec and Saskatchewan. Uh, games at 4 and 7 at uh, Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, Saskatchewan going for their fourth straight Canada Cup, which is uh, pretty impressive, but... Uh, 
as far as the, the talent level from province to province, obviously Saskatchewan, uh, we know it's a football factory. Uh, Quebec has always been strong. Alberta has been strong as well. And, uh, you know, Ontario has been, uh, it just seems like the, the, the three, the, the, or the four provinces that are fighting for a medal here, uh, it seems like it should be that way because you, you look at the, uh, you know, you look at U Sports and even you look at the, you know, the, the, the Canadian junior ranks and, uh, you know, I know BC's in there as well, but uh, these four provinces really are the, are, the, are the ones that produce a lot of football players. Uh, yeah, I think they do. I think a little bit of that is again the uh, you know the strong grassroots programs in, in those provinces, and and that's obviously where we're drawing from. But uh, to be honest, I think um, you know the showing that Nova Scotia and New Brunswick uh, put on this week is uh, something that that needs needs to be celebrated. Uh, they both you know lost their opening match, but came back and and won their their second round match. And you know I'm not uh, the expert on the history of the tournament, but uh, you know, and speaking about it, it was it was awesome for those kids in those provinces to get to get that that win at the Canada Cup. Like you know, they've come in and sometimes uh, not getting a win, and and for both of them, you know, to put that in, that's awesome for their you know their provincial sports organizations who are obviously working hard to increase the level, uh, the talent. Um, you know, it's on every team is just uh, you know unreal uh you get an opportunity to see these kids in the cafeteria and stuff like that uh you know i think our our game is in good hands in terms of with the youth coming up and and the coaching uh, you know the preparation that these coaching staffs are, are are doing to get these kids ready to play three games in in 10 games is unreal uh you know the system is the stuff they're putting in they're they're jamming a lot in and the kids are, are picking everything up uh, it's just, it is just, uh, you know, when you sit back and think about the things that all the teams are doing to prepare themselves to, to play, it's, it's just uh, a real positive for, for where football is going in the future. And, and yeah, Saskatchewan is definitely leading the way. Um, you know, we were, we were watching uh, the, their game against uh, Ontario before we took this, the semifinal. And, you know, one of our coaches just made that comment. Well, you know, here's why they're so good. And you look in the stands and there's, you know, eight and nine-year-olds leading the cheers, uh, you know, in the final minutes of the game. And it's just a way of life in Saskatchewan. I think it's important in, in, in a lot of the provinces that have strong football communities. But, you know, we just got to continue to build. And, and our job as uh, coaches is to get our players to go back to their schools, uh, you know, and have, have had a really good experience regardless of the outcome and uh, continue to, to get other kids to involved in the sport. Darcy, appreciate you spending a few minutes with me here tonight. Let's hope uh, you'll be able to get those games in tomorrow. Good luck in the bronze medal game, uh, 4 o'clock at Commonwealth against Ontario. Again, thanks very much for having me. Darcy Park, the head coach of Team Alberta in the uh, Canada Cup here in Edmonton, who will also host this uh, city, the uh, World uh, Junior International event. So that'll be a lot of fun, a bit of a test market. and. Edmonton has done a good job. This is 630 Jet Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Field goal from Boris Beattie. The Argos now a converted touchdown. 
ahead of the of the Alouettes in Montreal, 20 to 13, uh, very late stages in the third quarter. Toronto Blue Jays cruising to a win tonight. Bottom of the eighth, they're up seven to two. I'll read you a little short thread from Reed Wilkins, uh, who is the host of the show, and you'll hear him again on this coming Tuesday as uh, he'll end his uh, vacation and he's having a good week and went to the Elks game and is frustrated like you. Mm-hmm. And here's his thread. Uh, the story for the elk season is now if they can win a game, one game, playoffs, 500 improvement on last season, all fallen by the wayside. They're an 0-18 caliber club that appears to be getting worse each week. Before the season, had hoped for seven and eight, seven or eight wins. Thought it was possible, but they're already 0-4 against teams, and that's Saskatchewan, Ottawa, Hamilton, who aren't that good themselves. They're poor in many areas, quarterback being one of them. And the one that could mask some issues and provide some hope, but they don't have a true starter. At this point, I go with Daigie, see if he can grow. Cornelius is a drive killer, and pulling him is simply merciful at this point. Have a good night. That is from Reed Wilkins. So uh, pretty pointed, like usual. And um, look, this is uh, this is not a fun, a funny situation at all. This is very, very tough to deal with, and... Um, I know I had a short thread today. I didn't really go into the game recap like I usually do because I just didn't feel it was honestly necessary considering how things are with the Elks. I, I tweeted this. I would describe the current state of the Elks as being in a dark room. There's a light switch, but you don't know how big the room is, and there's no clear path to the switch. It's very dark right now, and I don't think I'm over-exaggerating. Like, there's a way out of this. But it's going to be very, very difficult to get out of this. Not, you know, this is a season and, and, and a period, and this has lasted, unfortunately, for too many years. And there's going to be a finish line to this. There's, there are better days coming. They'll start winning home games again. They'll be a good football team. Sadly, though, I don't know, I don't know when it's going to happen. The quarterback issue is a big issue. To me, it's one of the number one issues on this team, if you don't have a good quarterback, you can't win. That That's just it, okay? It, it, it starts there. And, yes, the defense needs to be better. The O-line needs to be better. Receivers need to be better. Coaching has to be better. I'm not a big fan of the offensive coordinator right now. And even though I, I think he's had success, but, you know, again, a former, a former member of this team that played on this coaching staff said, you know, McAdoo was successful because he had Mike Riley in 14 and 15. That's being blunt. That's the only way it works. League quarterback. Worked in Saskatchewan because they had an elite defense. Despite not having an elite quarterback. And it's affecting attendance, of course. I mean, I think 21,000 was the announced attendance uh, yesterday. And that's paid, of course. Certainly didn't look like that. And, you know, the smoke concerns didn't help. The weather didn't help. Uh, but the product on the field is not helping as well. So uh, Victor Quee, uh, again, impromptu scrum started yesterday, media scrum. Uh, Dan Barnes uh, uh, basically was the lead here from Post Media, and the TSN and Global Cameras were involved as well. And uh, Quee was asked about uh, the, this question, does bad attendance mean more financial losses? 
It's hard to say at this point. I mean, we're we're you know a third of the season into with with our home seasons. Without a doubt, when we our performance is poor like this, our casual ticket sales just get you know it gets hard. It doesn't matter what you do because it's hard to attract fans into the stadium, right? We I think we're doing a great job with our team by making the experience good for families and children and affordable and continue to do that. But ultimately, the product has also got got to play a role. The product on the field as well. So what do you do tomorrow to fix this? Well, right now, I gotta just let this thing sit with me for a little bit. I, I you know, I won't deny whenever we lose, like it's it's personal to me. It really is hard because I'm Edmontonian. I love this city. I love this team. You know, I, t I took on this role for a passion, and and we take these losses, and it it hits me hard. And, and I I gotta let this emotions calm down a little bit from this thing, and then back to work tomorrow. And that would have been true whether we won or lost. I'd celebrate, let the celebration settle in, and then back to work again. Because you've now set or tied a pro uh, sports record of 20 home losses in a row. That's uh, so not a record I want to I want to think about. Or <laughs> yeah. No one wants to think about it, but it but it happened. 20 straight losses at home, and 10 straight losses going back to last season. And uh, I have heard the same thing, that the in-game experience is better, that fans do feel that they are valued. And that was a big issue with the team, especially I think it all fell apart in 2021. And there was a lot of factors that didn't help the club with COVID and, and restrictions and things like that. Um, but this has been, this was a long time coming because fans did not feel valued and it fell apart really, really fast. 780-496-0063, hotline number. Call or text for uh, CertainTeed, Pro's Choice for Roofing, Siding, Drywall, Insulation, and Ceiling Systems, CertainTeed Pro all the way. Kellen Kennedy, mm -hmm. uh, I'll read a couple texts or, or three, whatever we got time for here in the remaining moments uh, uh, from uh, from our listeners here. Lightning round, here we go. Robin Calgary texting and says, Hi, good show. Overall, the CFL has taken the biggest hit since 2020. Even in, in Saskatchewan, the stadium isn't close to full. I personally seem to be lethargic the last three years, and I am a big Ryder fan living in Calgary. Just concerned overall with the future of the CFL, and then add in the lack of success of the flagship teams like Edmonton. Overall concerning. Robin Calgary. Yeah, it is It is concerning, and the league has struggled since COVID and getting back to normal, and the the ratings are good. Just people aren't going to games, and disposable income is an issue with uh, just the economic times as well, but uh, the product on the field has to be better overall. We got Al Tex again and says, Hi, Dave. Not going to tell you my age, but I've been a double E fan since 1955. This is the worst I've ever seen it as far as the Elks are concerned. The 60s were was bad, but at least they were competitive. For someone like me, this is getting embarrassing. Where is Hugh Campbell and Norm Kimball? That's from Al. Well, um, they're not going to help, sadly. <laughs> but and I also think it carries weight. You know, he's been around uh, season ticket holder since the 50s, and um, he went through the 60s, which uh, I did not go through because I'm 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 too young to have gone through that. But it's uh, it's pretty bad when you're saying a bad era has been trumped by this current era. That's not good. Mm -hmm. uh, what? There you go. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, quick one before we leave here. I grew up watching great QB start with Moon and then on down. I get what's happening with the Elks, but my problem is with the CFL. He calls it the East Coast Football League. Can't compete with the XFL or the USFL for QBs and good talent. So that's from an unknown text. 
It's harder to do it right now, for sure. And uh, because, in general, players are going to want to play in the States and be closer to the NFL. So teams have had to work harder. And you know, Randy Ambrosi said last night on the on the countdown to kickoff, we got to do something to address quarterbacks. All right. I'll be back Monday for one final show with me. Uh, I'll be around in August as well for some shows. But uh, in this current run, uh, last show is on uh, Monday before Reed comes back on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there uh, with the smoke. And on behalf of Kellen Kennedy, I wish you a good night. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.